It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're going to be South Side regardless. Chicago, come to the South Side. Like fancy island. With your South Siders, Shane Reardon and Gabe Ramirez. We're excited. It's going to be a good time. Go White Side. This is the Southsiders podcast. If you can't tell, it is a very White Sox-heavy podcast. We talk a lot of White Sox on this podcast. Um, I'm Shane Reardon. That is Gabe Ramirez. You can find him on Twitter and Instagram at Chicago underscore Gabe and myself at Shane underscore Reardon. So, today is the last day that the White Sox can make a managerial hire before the conclusion of the World Series between the Phillies and the Astros. So if you are a believer that the White Sox are going to hire either Joe Espada, the bench coach in Houston, or uh, Kevin Long, the hitting coach in Philly, then you're not going to get a managerial hire today because they're just not going to hire him before the end of the World Series. They're they're participants. If you're a believer that the White Sox are going to hire Ozzie Guillen, then there's a good chance that or Ron Washington or any of the other guys that that you've liked, but those are pretty much the only two left over, in my opinion. If you're a believer that they're going to hire one of those guys, there's a good chance you could see a hire today. We're recording this at 10.04 right now on Thursday morning. Uh, it'll be released in the afternoon. There's a good chance that the White Sox could have a new manager by the time this podcast is released. What do you think? Um, I think it's been interesting just hearing all the conversations about it. You hear Dan Bernstein kind of shut down the idea that Joe Spada <clears throat> would be a guy that the, that the White Sox would hire. You've heard you know, obviously you saw Bruce Bochy get out of there. I heard Russ Dorsey um, talking about the, how he loved the hire for the Miami Marlins. So, I mean, it's like you really just don't know. But, I mean, if I'm left with Ozzy and Ron Washington, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, Ozzy, okay, I mean, I don't hate it, right? I don't love it either, but I don't hate it. But Ron Washington, I wouldn't – I don't know. I don't feel good about that one. Yeah. And then, but there's the – Carlos Beltran thing that's out there. I mean, you and I, Shane, we've had the opportunity to discuss that. So, I mean, you know, listen, there's always people that are on your wish list or my wish list. And I think that the Sox don't give a damn and they're going to do whatever they want to do. And it's going to be something that's probably going to throw us off. Don't you think? Yes. So Dan and I, Dan Bernstein and I both have different sources on the Espada. And we were both told the same information from our different sources that he was as of like two weeks ago, he was already ruled out. So I don't know. If okay, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. So what is your sources saying is the reason why? I didn't, I didn't get a reason. I, I, I sent my follow-up and I said, can you tell me what they're looking for in, in the in the search then? Um, and I did not get an answer. Um, that's the most information that I was able to get. And I got that from like three people. Hmm. And I know Dan has a, has a couple as well. Hmm. So... I don't know what the White Sox are looking for if Joe Espada is not the answer. If right. somebody who has been on the bench with a World Series winning manager in A.J. Hinch, a 
a veteran like Dusty Baker, who likely will get his first. Um, I j- I'm losing a little bit of hope because I can tell you that the White Sox had a four and a half hour interview with Ozzy on Monday. Four and a half hours? Four and a half hour interview with Ozzy on Monday. And that included one person, one decision maker, and that decision maker's assistant. So you can think what you want, but it looks like if Ozzy's the hire, Jerry and Kenny are still making the calls. And for a second straight manager, Rick Hahn has been castrated. Mm. Now, I, I you don't think Rick Hahn wants Ozzy again? No. Okay. Okay. No, I I don't think he does. Um, I think that I don't know. We've talked about it. We, we I feel like we're beating a dead horse with the Aussie thing, but I tend to think that for this current window, Aussie makes the most sense because you yeah. might have two or three years left in this current core, and then you're going to be bringing in the Oscar Colases and the Colson Montgomerys and the whoever there's no other prospects actually um nor Vera, i guess but i i've flip-flopped back and forth so much that do i want right now the guy who can be here for the next 15 years or do i want right now the guy who can probably get the most out of this core but then in two three maybe at the best end four years you're just resetting again but why can't we be james why can't the white Sox be like the Astros in a sense where, you know, you got to have, you had a guy like Dusty come in to kind of, you know, weather the storm, right the ship. And then you got a spot on the bench ready to take over, right? Like why, why, why can't we put ourselves in that situation where Ozzy understands you're not going to be managing for 10 years. You got this two or three window, two or three year window. And then, you know, you're the bench coach that's there, you know, why, why are we doing some organizational shit? You know what I mean? Like why can't we build winners like real organizations do it? Build from within and keep it in close. Like you just said it a second ago, Shane. <clears throat> when these guys come up, why can't we be like the Astros and like marry them into the roster and then just stay good instead of having to like blow shit up or deal with like this rebuild? Like the Sox are in a position right now to create that environment and atmosphere. And I just don't understand why they're not taking full advantage of it and just looking at it simply like, hey, the window's here. Let's take advantage of it and fuck five years from now. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you're saying that like you're surprised. I am. No, you're Why? right. No, you're right. Be, be, because I I want something different. I, want I, mean, I know what you want, but 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 you're you're sitting there like you're like right. you're staring at a right. at a bunch of new information. You're like right. the reason they're not good sustainably is because Jerry Reinsdorf number one is too loyal to people, coaches that are shit like Joe McEwing, Daryl Boston should not be in the organization. Right. They simply shouldn't. But Daryl has been Jerry's guy for the last 40 fucking years, so he's going to be there coaching first base. When Jerry brings someone in, he's bringing them in because they're they're going to say yes to Jerry. Right. Jerry is not going to bring in a manager and empower him to make baseball decisions the way he wants to make baseball decisions. So the hope is, like, if we go back two, three months ago, the conversation was, the next manager of the White Sox has to be completely empowered to make all baseball-related decisions. Right. That won't happen as long as Jerry owns the team. It just yeah. won't. Jerry yeah. is not going to bring in a Mr. Outside Hire 
and let him bring in a pitching coach, a hitting coach, a bench coach, a first base coach, a third base coach, an infield coach, an outfield coach that Jerry doesn't know. Yeah. It's not going to happen. So if you can get behind the small sliver of hope, the tiny silver lining that maybe Ozzie Gian is the guy to capitalize and bottle the fire, whatever, bottle the lightning, whatever the expression yeah. is, for this next two to three years, then just put your whole ass into it. Yeah. Put your whole ass into that being the thing that could save the end of this quote-unquote championship window there where you go. won two, one playoff game, two playoff, playoff games. It's, it's a playoff window. I, don't think, I, think, I think it's okay to call it a playoff window instead of okay. a championship window because of what's happened. But look, to your point, I mean, because that's what this podcast is all about, right? Speculation and talking about what we want. To marry our two thoughts, you know, what if AJ becomes a bench coach for Ozzy? Right, I'm saying something like that. What if Chris gets moves up and is in, in, in and uh, not gets, but like somebody along those lines where they're there, and Ozzy can bring them along, and then that way when Ozzy steps down, boom! Now AJ, you've had your experience. You've you've been around. You know you've been in the dugout as a as a coach as opposed to a player. Like that would be cool. If we're talking about perfect scenario, you know, like perfect storm. Yeah, I don't think it's AJ. Um, I know what you're saying. Between now and the last time we recorded. The podcast on the afternoon show, we had current Cubs third base coach Willie Harris, who's been a name that we've thrown around, who hasn't gotten any really, really any manager interviews. He told us uh, on the show a week ago that the White Sox haven't even reached out. The White Sox did not reach out to to interview Willie Harris. So to end the interview, we asked him, well, if Ozzy comes back, you played for Ozzy on the 05 World Series team. That was your fourth, fifth year in the league. Um, you worked well with Ozzy. If Ozzy comes back and he asks you to be his bench coach, would you come and be his bench coach? And, and Willie Harris said, hell yeah. I love Ozzy Gian. Oh, good. So I think someone who is as highly regarded in baseball like Willie Harris, but universally deemed not ready for a managerial job, right. that would probably be the best person, I think, to to be a bench coach under Ozzy Gian if you want him to to bring the next guy up. And, yeah. and have him ready for promotion by the time Ozzy's ready to leave. I agree. And I would love something like that. But, I mean, again, you're marrying the ideas of having someone that can be a stopgap like a Dusty Baker and then incorporating someone that can be uh, your future manager like Joe Espada. And I think, I mean, you got to look at those things. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. Don't, don't you feel like sometimes, Shane, when you and I talk, like we have such common sense when it comes to this organization and, and what – baseball moves they should be making granted we don't know the ins and outs and the nuances but it comes like common sense shit like yeah hire ozzy and then bring somebody else in that's going to be you know for you in the future instead of bringing in random manager that no one gives a fuck about that like the players aren't going to respond to and then you got to like be worried about what's going to happen right i mean with ozzy you got pedigree with ozzy you got someone that you know loves the organization with Ozzy, like he mentioned, you have someone that knows this team in and out because he's been watching them closely for the last couple of years on NBC Sports Chicago. I wonder what I like. I wonder, I, I wish I was a fly on the wall in that four hour meeting, Jesus. Um, but just to hear Ozzy's thoughts on the roster, and you hear Ozzy's thoughts on the roster the every day on the post game show, though. No, 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 I'm talking about real thoughts, you know, like get rid of this guy, okay. You know, like, like Moncada is a lazy piece of shit. Get, yeah, get okay. rid of Moncada. Get rid of Moncada. Right. Like, I want to hear him say shit like that because then it's like, then players will, I think players will respond to something like that. 
like because he can he can win them over and get the best out of a guy like Mankata after saying Mankata ain't shit. Like Mankata ain't shit. And then Mankata's like, bro, what the fuck? Why are you talking to me like that? And he's like, Bobby, when you don't do this, when you don't do this, I play shortstop in the major league. Da, 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 da. And then Mankata's like, fine. You know, like one of those yeah. situations. Like that's what I that's what I really want for this team. Yeah. Yeah. So when Ozzy's sitting in that interview on Monday, there's a good chance that the people interviewing him are strictly having him in there just to get the the outsider's perspective on what the roster is, on what these players are. Somebody to say things to them that they don't think or see themselves because they're not watching through the same lens that Ozzy's watching every day as the postgame host and the pregame host. So that's my worry. My worry is that they brought Ozzy in strictly to get background information and, and a new way to look at this roster as more of like a consultant thing, but told Ozzy that, yeah, it's a, it's a manager interview, man. Come on yeah. in. We'll interview, for the, we'll interview you for the manager job. And that they're just going to take – I've had I've had bosses, not Mitch, but one of my bosses at WGN brought me in for like four full-time interviews when I was part-time, right? got my what are your best ideas you know what would you do for this show what what would you do for that show and then i wouldn't get the job but then you'd see all of the ideas that i had implemented on those shows you know excuse me so that (coughs) jesus christ so that's my worry my worry is that they brought ozzy in as a fucking pawn and they're gonna take his shit and they're gonna implement it and they're gonna bring in somebody else that would suck my worry that that would suck and 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 but, you know, I mean, that's the nature of the beast, right? I mean, when you're interviewing so many people, God, what? I mean, do you feel like they feel pressure? I'm talking about management. Do you feel like they feel pressure? What, to hire the what, right um, what branch of management? Sp- specify. Okay. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm trying to count them as a whole. If you're talking about Kenny, Rick, Jerry, do you think they feel any sort of pressure to bring in the right guy? Jerry feels no pressure. Kenny feels no pressure. Rick last year probably felt pressure and this year i think he's just like fuck it man Whatever. I, i'm i understand that they're not going to let me bring in the person i want to bring in so you go ahead yeah. and bring in who you want and i'm out of here in two three years anyway yeah yeah i, I care kenny and jerry no pressure at all rick i think is terrified yeah, yeah. rick is a chicagoan yeah he grew up a cub fan but rick is a chicagoan who doesn't want to leave this organization in shambles and right. all of the blame is put on him and yet he deserves some blame. I, 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 maybe he was behind Larry. He deserves some blame in, in not giving Bryce Harper an official offer. Um, we've heard Bryce talk about that uh, yeah. on a barstool podcast. He deserves blame in Ismani Grandal. Like I, I highly doubt that Kenny and Jerry said, Hey, go get Ismani Grandal. Give him, give him 70 something million dollars. Rick has made his mistakes, but Rick is being forced to take the blame of an organizational um, of an organization full of dysfunction. Like there are so many things he can't control, but yeah. everyone blames Rick, and it's bullshit. Right. Well, because they know no better, right? And, and to them, they're just like, "Oh, this is what you do. You blame the GM because he's the one constructing the roster, <laughs> not understanding that there's other cook, there's other chefs in the kitchen, you know, trying to do the exact same thing." Yeah. Which sucks. But I don't know. I wish this thing was just over with already. Like, I wish they just hired the guy and I was just disappointed. Like, just that's just fine. Just, you're going to disappoint me. So just fucking get it out the way. Yeah. Like, stop, stop bullshitting with this team. 
Speaking of cooks in the in the kitchen, how many tacos did you get? Did you only get one taco? Seven tacos. Okay, just Seven for you tacos. and your wife. Yeah, my wife. Oh, I thought she went. I thought she went upstairs. She's on the couch. My wife will eat four of them. Okay. Okay. You're gonna you're gonna eat four of them. And I and I'm gonna I, I barely can get through two. You're not gonna eat four. No. How many are you gonna eat? She's eating two right now. She'll eat two later. Sure. I'm eating. I'm eating. Two. I'm eating two. <laughs> I'm eating two right now. Well, no. In, in her defense, if you eat two now and eat two later, that's not eating four that's tacos. Four. That's Shane, eating two tacos. Shane, you have no idea how many times she looks me in the eye and she has this. Like, she has this look. She's she like, babe, four tacos, and I'm like, like not even today. Like, four tacos is a thing. This isn't just today. The four tacos, and I'm like, how the hell can your little body eat four tacos, eight tortillas? That's a shit ton right there. Nah, it's, um, corn. it's corn though. Corn's good for you. What do you? Yeah. What? What? Uh, are you a two taco guy or are you a three, four taco guy? Uh, no, I, I mean when I make them at home. That's different. You could pound fucking six of those. Yeah, I, I'm a three. Where you go out. I, I'm a three. Three. Yeah, three. I, I never order more than three. Are you a three in a three inside of a taco dinner guy or are you like give me my three? No, a la carte. A la carte. Yeah, just yeah, give me yeah, three yeah. tacos and then that's all I really need. I'm a torta and a taco guy. Okay. And the reason why is because the torta comes with everything. Like, you ain't got to pay extra for the avocado, the cheese, sour cream, like, all that stuff. So, I like all that. Get me filled up. So, I'll get an apastor torta. Yeah. And then I'll get a steak taco just so I could taste, see see what their steak is talking about. Because usually okay. steak's underwhelming at certain taco spots. So Have you been to the taqueria inside that Cermak produce close to where we play softball on Armitage? On Armitage. Like as you're heading west down Armitage to go to where we oh, place Cermak Produce on the right. Yeah, yeah, on, on Costner over there. Um, no, I've never no, been to that dude, one. You got, I mean, go today. That's the one. Or or tomorrow, yeah. It's incredible. Aunt lives, my aunt lives literally down the block from there. I pass by the street all the time. Good, good reason to like, go see your aunt. Yeah, Titi, <laughs> Titi, I'm coming to go see you today. All right, let's uh, uh let's talk about Jose Abreu for a second because. It's looking more and more like Jose Abreu will not be a member of the yeah. 2023 White Sox, and I think that is a goddamn shame. This is someone who the only reason you have Oscar Colas, the only reason you have Luis Robert, the only reason that this team has any sense of, of togetherness identity. or family identity is because of Jose Abreu. This is somebody in the last eight years – has preached, has told you, I don't want to go anywhere else. I want to finish my career with the White Sox. He's taken less money than he deserves. He's He's been a pillar of he, – a foundation piece. He plays 150 games a year, and the White Sox are going to let him walk. Yeah. They're going to let Jose Abreu walk and not just say, hey, here's – you probably could get 15 million, but here's seven, and we'll give you 10 over the span of the next 10 years. Yeah. I don't understand why they don't do that. I, I told you, I looked at the thing. There's eight current players in the major leagues that are getting deferred money. Eight. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, are you ready yeah. to watch Jose Bray walk, though? Are you ready to watch him play in a no. cup uniform? I, oh, my God. I think I just threw up a little bit of my taco right there. If, um, if they no. don't believe in Matt Mervis, 
and also pointing to them. I think they do. I, I, he's dude. He smashes the ball. He absolutely smashes the ball, and he can't play another full season in the in the minors, and he can't really play anything else other than first base. So, if, if I guess Jose Abreu could DH, I don't know if he wants to. You could platoon him and Mervis, but I I cannot stand the thought of watching Jose Abreu play in another uniform, let alone in a Cub uniform next year. Yeah, I think it goes back to what we were saying about common sense moves, right? Like, you can't tell me that. It, 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 it's going to be one of those situations like the Cubs and Kyle Schwarber where, you know, they're currently looking for left-handed power and they let left-handed power walk away, right? And yeah. going back to Russ Dorsey, you know, he, he said that he spoke to Schwarber in the dugout in Philadelphia and that Schwarber said, you know what, I wouldn't have been the same player. I needed to get out of Chicago in order to find myself and find who I was in order to be who I am today. So Russ was saying like, hey, man, Cubs fans, don't get, don't be so down on the organization or Schwarber for that matter. But this is different. Jose Abreu is already who he is. And you're allowing a guy to walk away and you're going to be searching for power. And not even power. I'm not even talking about you're, – you're looking for like timely hitting. You're looking for a guy that can – you're looking for clutch hitting. And that guy is on, he's already there. And, and that's the big issue that I have because he is that dude. And it's like, okay, you're not signing Jose Abreu to be your master that's, you know, hitting 40 home runs. He had a career low in home runs this year, 15. Yeah. You're, you're looking for a guy, you know, but he had a career high in walks. You know, things like that you got to be looking at. Like you're seeing a player adjust in real time and he's someone that's valuable. So to, to let him walk away, I think you're, you're trying to prove a point. You're trying to make a statement, but you're doing it with the wrong guy. Yeah. I, I feel like we're being homers a little bit and that's okay. Sometimes like looking at it in a baseball sense, there's a log jam at the position. Right. And, but you've put yourself there. You've right. put yourself in that log jam. So if it's got to happen, it's got to happen. I, I, I bet it. I don't want to compare the two, but like how Cub fans felt when Rizzo and Bryant left. Right. It maybe, I, I guess, I don't want to say it feels like that because Jose Abreu hasn't brought the White Sox a World Series. But it's just, he's been the one constant that when everything else sucks, Jose Abreu probably doesn't, you know? Every time. <sighs> All right, so if... The White Sox are going to hire Joe Espada or Kevin Long. It's not going to happen today. It'll happen in two weeks. Um, they could make a hire today. They, they could. I, my gut tells me that Ozzie Guillen is being hired today. I don't know. I, I don't have any sourced information there. I love that. It's strictly my gut. Um, what do you think? Where are you at before we wrap this up? I got to uh, be honest. Real quick. Uh, I forgot to say this at the beginning. I deserve a fucking award, a, a medal, by the way for ending my therapy session and then immediately jumping on this fucking podcast. You have any idea the mental turmoil I'm going through right now? You were just just at peace. I have no time to process my therapy session. I got to come on and talk to fucking White Sox with you. You got to call her back. Hey, hey, I I need another 15. I need another 15. I was like, this is not where it's at. I got to be honest, Shane. I, I, um, I, I do not even need nor want or desire to have an opinion on the coaching hire for the Chicago White Sox simply because I, I don't care to be disappointed. I don't, I don't want to be upset at them. So excuse me, I'm willing to just take whatever it is that they have. I honestly, in my soul, 
That's not how I it's worked. I know. Hold on. I'm going. I'm heading him in the right direction. Okay. All right. In my soul, though, as a Sox fan, whose last we we talked about this early in our podcast episode, probably four, where our joy came back in 2005, and we've been trying to recapture that joy. And if you're just telling me that Ozzy's going to be the, the head coach right now, and then I'm like, eh, you know what? Fuck it. If it's going to be bad, like at least let me be happy with the guy who's managing my team. You know what I mean? So, so you know what? Fuck it. I hope it's Ozzy again. I, I, I genuinely hope it's him so that that way I can at least feel good about my squad and know that it's in the hands of someone that cares about it. You know what I mean? It's like when you see your boy getting in a bad relationship, you're like, nah, dude, that's not going to work out. That's not good. But when you see him get with somebody good, you're like, Okay, you got a good one. He's going to take care of you. That's how I feel about Ozzy again, and I really do hope they make that decision today. And with that, if you like what you hear, please subscribe to the Southsiders podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. I am Shane Reardon. That is Gabe Ramirez. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Southsiders670. Thank you to our producer, Tyler Butterbaugh. Um, we will talk to you next time, hopefully talking about a brand-new White Sox manager. Have a great day.